Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Last night, we dealt 
in Revelation chapter 17 with ecclesiastical Babylon the Great. And we talked about, I made mention of uh, some of the ideas that's out there. It's blatantly wrong is the ecclesiastical whore. She's the one with the most uh, quote-unquote religious members. And she is doing a good job of whoring around, taking in the Muslims and everybody else she can get her hands on and bring them into her whorish fold. That's ecclesiastical Babylon. As we get into chapter 18, we're going to start dealing with the commercial aspect of Babylon. Like I said before we got into chapter 17 and 18, these two chapters seem to indicate two different Babylons, an ecclesiastical Babylon and a commercial Babylon. We saw that the, oh, that the Babylon of, uh, of Revelation 7, 17 was destroyed by the beast. What happens is the beast gets jealous and kills her, absolutely shuts her down. Because, why? Because of what Brother Dave and Brother Chad read in the book of Daniel. He wants all the worship for himself. We read last night in chapter 17 that it was he comes up out of the bottomless pit is someone that was and then was not and now is. The same kind of language that the Lord Jesus Christ used about himself. This individual, this spirit, this spirit from the bottomless pit was alive at one time, died, and then has it went to the bottomless pit or as we talked about last night, went to his own place, like the Lord called Jesus his chariot, the son of perdition, and comes back and inhabits this individual called the beast. And the beast and the ten kings turn on the whore and destroy her, and we talked about cannibalism that seems to be indicated in that chapter. And as we get here into 18, we're going to see some kind of some of the same language and we're going to find out that's also talking about a city. Not only Rome for ecclesiastical Babylon, but there'll be a commercial Babylon, a city, and we'll see it is the place of worldwide commerce. I mentioned last night that some theologians have said it's New York City. Some people have said that it is Going and I failed to mention this, but there are some scholars that seem to think that old Babylon is going to be rebuilt, and all commercial and religious worship and all commerce will shift back over to that area in Shinar where it began. That would not surprise me at all considering that when these um, speculations were made, it was nothing but a dust bowl. But remember what I've told you all along. As many times as we went back to Isaiah and we've been to Jeremiah, and I told you before we ever got into chapter 17 and 18, I would like for you to have read Isaiah chapter 13 and 14 and Jeremiah 50 and 51. And you will see that the destruction that takes place at the day of the Lord, quote-unquote, like it talks about in Jeremiah and also in Isaiah, the destruction never took place. Babylon was never raised to the ground. 
Babylon was never burnt with fire. Never, ever was it done. Saddam Hussein started to build back part of Babylon during his time before they iced him during the 80s and 90s. And oh, everybody was, oh, it's going to be Babylon. It's going to be right back where it started. Possibly, possibly. But as I have shown you very carefully, very poignant, screaming and hollering, going back and back to it over and over and over again, how the Lord can change places from one place where he puts his name and put or puts his people to another place and put his people in Second Samuel 17 and also in First Second Chronicles. I've showed you that. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that this city Babylon, this commercial Babylon, could be. It could be in New York. Could be. It could be 40 years from now. And it could be overseas, back at the old place in Shinar, because it seems to indicate something to that effect in Zechariah chapter 5. A very obscure passage that we've went to before talking about a woman that is in a ephod and she's put in this go this ephod with a lead top and carried to the valley of Shinar by two stork winged demonic women and we're going to get into the demons tonight here and we're going to get into some woo woo magic stuff that the western world and especially Western, quote-unquote, Christianity, wants to throw his nose up at. And we're going to find out that some of the merchandise that's dealt with delves into the supernatural in a big way, and I'll take you and show you some of that that is in the Old Testament, in Ezekiel. And we'll get into that shortly in a few minutes but brother dave if you would go ahead and begin with verse one here in chapter 18 and by the way the first few words after these things after what things after what we saw in in chapter 17 these words here after these things in the greek is metatauta okay those greek words metatauta means another it, it means Something else is fixing to take place after these, the things before are over. That's what metatauta means. All through the book, we have seen this word, and after these things, and after these things. Like I said, Greek, it would be metatauta. After these things, now we're fixing to see a whole different ball game kick into gear. Brother Dave, if you would, go ahead and begin in verse 1. Revelations 18, verse 1. And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. Okay. This, we see this, this is a special angel, folks. The wording, it's not like another angel did this, another angel poured out his vial, another angel like we've seen prior. This is a special, this, this, the, the wording um, dictates that this is an angel of high caliber, okay? Like you've got different calibers of angels. You've got archangels, all right? Michael, the archangel, all right? 
in Daniel it says one of the archangels. It stands for the people of God, for the children of Israel. All right? There's different classifications of angels. Just as I've taught you, there's different classifications of saints. All saints are not the bride, and the bride is not all saints. In other words, there's different categories. Sounds like pure heresy to mainstream Christianity. Well, they can take it and put it in their mainstream can and drink it. As far as I'm concerned, the Word of God dictates that you make a, that you make a difference. Paul makes the difference, so Brother Don will make the difference. Okay? Plain and simple. But this angel is a different angel. It's something that doesn't give um, a name of what angel it is. There's been a lot of speculation who it might be. We know that the word angel just means messenger. But we know that many angels do more than just bring a message to somebody. Gabriel was good about bringing messages. That angel back that killed 175, 85,000 Assyrians in one night, his message wasn't too sweet, was it? They do a whole lot more than just bring messages. And the, the pragmatic teachers will just throw it off. Oh, all my angel is is just a, a ministering spirit messenger. Not, not so. Not so. You have the angel of the Lord that's different. Oh, and by the way, which reminds me, as I was studying last night later up in, well, in this morning, about 2 or 3 o'clock, I got to thinking about that question the sister asked me in Matthew about how could Jesus Christ be the angel of the Lord the theophany, and roll the stone away in Matthew. It's very simple. The angel didn't roll the stone away to let Jesus out. The Lord was done gone. The angel rolled the stone away so everybody could see that Christ was not there anymore. It could very easily have been the Lord in the form of the angel of the Lord, of the theophany. Again, just like he shows up to Paul on the boat in the storm. When Paul says, tonight the Lord was with me, the angel of the Lord was with me. And he said, of whom I am and whom I serve. Now, Paul's either an idolater or a serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? So, that's exactly who the angel of the Lord is. It's the Lord, it's the Lord Jesus Christ in a different form. So, more than likely, it was a different form. The Lord just rolled the stone away, and sat on top of it, like it says in Matthew. But it wasn't to let Jesus out, because he had done gone. He had done cut to mud, done went down to the center of the earth, deposited the sins in hell, preached to the, the prisoners that were in chains, and also led captivity captive. And then came back and told Mary, hey, hey, you see me now? To go tell them all, I'm, I'm back, I'm back, girl, but don't touch me. I haven't yet ascended to the Father. And I've told you why he said that many, many times before. Because he hadn't been back to the Father yet to make the complete transaction, the complete taking away of all of our sins yet. He had to appear faultless and sinless before the Father, and therefore no sin could touch him. But he showed up to Mary, and that's the reason he told her, what he told her. Anyway, this is a different angel here. Don't know who it is, but he's got some good. He's got some big things to say. Continue on, brother Dave. 
And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For okay. all nations. Okay. Have- this is what Daniel, Babylon the great, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. Mentioned twice. Here, this is this this is this is a, a a prophetical Greek aorist verb that in it's a it's something that means it's as good as done happen. Okay, if you want to go to the Greek, that's what this is. All right, it hadn't failed yet, but it's as good as done. God said it; it's as good as good as done, and that's what it is. This verb is fallen, is fallen, or is fail, is fail, however you want to say it. It's as good as done and over with. That's what it is in, in the quote-unquote Greek manuscripts. So I just thought I'd throw that in there for if there's any Greekers out there. You know I'm telling you the truth if you know the Greek. Okay? It's as good as done. It's a prophetical verb. All right? Continue on, Brother Dave. Verse 3. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Okay, back to verse two. We'll start. Go right. Read verse two again, brother Dave. Let's deal a little bit with these birds and unclean, um, hateful birds. Read verse two. And he, and he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, "Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils." and the hold of every foul spirit, and cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Okay, there's two ways that you can look at this. If you, if you go with the constancy of biblical exposition, that's just a big way of saying when the, something first appears in the Scripture, it usually holds true, the typology holds true throughout the rest of the Scripture. That's just a big theological word, Okay. That's all that is. So no big deal. I just happened to use it that time. I've mentioned it before. But that's these birds, remember in, in Matthew 13 what the birds were type of, Brother Dave? Ministers uh, of Satan. Yes. Then yeah. birds throughout the Scripture, except for the dove, the birds throughout the Scripture are usually have something to do with demons. There's two ways of looking at this. This is either going to be, if it's, if it's talking in the tense, that it's already, they're looking from forward back, I mean from backward forward, it's going to be the housing place of all the demonic spirits and all the demons that were roaming the earth during this period we've been in called the church age. That, that's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is that this place, Babylon, go hearkening back a little bit to chapter 17, is full of demons, all right? And full of every unclean and hateful bird. These old, this, this old English idioms, these birds and this foul spirit, all these old, old, uh, old English idioms that are used are just as talking, some people have bombs. Have, have they been brought in? Have they been brought in? This is 
got to do with alien, they, this so-called aliens, that they're really demons, and this has got to, something to do with them in some, in some offhanded way. We kind of hinted on that a little bit last night when we went back to Daniel chapter 11. Brother Chad, when he ran across those small people, <laughs> it jumped out at him the same way it jumped out at me years ago. Now, see, we are us futurists, semi-futurists, okay? We, are, we get accused of reading in to the Scriptures contemporary events, all right? Get accused of that. But see, the thing about it is, if the things start being fulfilled before your very eyes, that's not reading into the Scripture anything. That's ex- telling you exactly what the Scriptures, at the time it was written, this is the words they used, to explain something was going to happen in the distant future. That's just like Sir Isaac Newton said, and you've heard me made, make mention of it before. For every thousand words he wrote having to do with science, which he screwed up on royally about the so-called gravity and never did find out what it was, for every word that he wrote in science, he wrote a million words about the Word of God. A brilliant Bible scholar. I would recommend him to anybody to read what he had to say in the, with his commentary on the book of Daniel. Sir Isaac Newton wrote triple, quadruple times, spent more time with the Scripture than he, than he did with science. You won't hear that from mainstream, but go check it out. Don't take my word for nothing, okay? But he said that in the future, there would be, I can't quote it exactly, Brother Dave. Do you know how to quote it exactly, what he said? That there would be a group of men that would, this isn't exact word for word either, that there would be a group of men that would appear, that would insist upon the literal interpretation of scriptures. Among much clamor and and, uh, opposition. Yes. That's what he said. Just what Brother David said. That he was a prophet because he was exactly right. You know when he wrote that? He wrote that back in the 1600s, folks. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Wild, huh? He knew something. A genius. A genius. Anyway, this, these unclean, hateful birds, these fierce, what, we know they're demonic. We know they're bad. This says that they're caged. It's become a caged, a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. This is what gives rise to the idea that this will be this place where Babylon was, will be the the harbor, will be the place where all the demonic spirits and demons and whatever they are with the big heads and the slanty eyes and the little small feet, whatever they are with all the quote unquote alien abduction, all that stuff that's going on, folks. I I mentioned it last night. It ain't going away because it's going to be used. It's going to have something to play. It's going to have some part to play in biblical prophecy in the future. You can rest assured of that. You 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 can slam your fist down on it because it's getting tied in with the spiritual. It's being tied in with God Almighty, it's being tied in with them being little G gods. What else could you say? You agree, Brother Dave? Yes, absolutely. And if anybody that spent any time seeing how it's being tied together, and it's been going on since the 40s, 
okay? And it's not going away. It's just getting more and more and more, okay? It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Just because you don't check it out don't mean it ain't true, okay? Don't be that naive and stupid. Just because you don't go check it out and find out if what I'm telling you is true don't mean it ain't true. And just because you, you hang with, don't talk about it, don't mean it ain't true. So just thought I'd throw that little tidbit in there as well. Continue on, Brother Dave. Yes. Verse 3, For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. Okay. And the members... Excuse Boy, me, Brother, finish. I'm sorry. Okay. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Okay, this is commercial. So you see where the commercial Babylon comes in. We're starting to talk commercially about the kings. It's going to give you three different groups of people that are going to just be devastated because of the fall of this Babylon here. Whether it be one all together, or whether it be two separate Babylons, okay? But just for one, just, just to show you what I'm talking about, this um, about this bird business and these, de- these, these demonic birds and everything. Brother Chad, real quick, go to Isaiah 13, read the last three verses, and I'll show you. It's mentioned these birds, these uh, unclean birds, these demonic spirits, whatever that, they're mentioned in Isaiah 13. They're mentioned in Jeremiah 50 and 51. That's why I wanted you to go read these chapters about the fall of Babylon. In 13 and 14, it mentions these demonic stuff. It even goes on down into hell in Isaiah 14 and in in Jeremiah 50 and 51. But, Brother Chad, if you don't mind, read the last three verses or the last four verses in Isaiah. And the whole chapter is about the fall of Babylon, folks. That's the context. Isaiah chapter 13, verse 19. And Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldees' excellency, shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. It keep, shall that never, keep, keep that in mind, what he just said, Sodom and Gomorrah. Continue, brother. It shall never be inhabited, neither shall it be dwelt in from generation to generation, neither shall the Arabian pitch tent there. <laughs> Not rephrase, neither shall the Arabian pitch tent there, neither shall the shepherds make their folds there. But wild beasts of the desert shall lie there, and their houses shall be full of doleful creatures, and owls shall dwell there, and satyrs shall dance there. And the wild beasts of the islands shall cry in their desolate houses, and dragons in their pleasant palaces. And her time is near to come, and her days shall not be prolonged. Yeah, you want you want to get into the Hebrew? Go check the Hebrew out on those words there. You check it out. See what it says about them. Okay, check it out. Now he said, doleful. Now, "Do what, brother?" Doleful is just um, a howler, a lonesome creature, a howling creature. You know, like the man who had the legion who howled among the graves, That's full right. of howling demons. Bingo. That's exactly correct. But like I said, go study a little bit for yourself. Study to pull up your concordance. Look at those word. Look at those English words in the Hebrew and see what it's talking about. Look at the root words. See where they come from. Don't take my word for it. Go study it yourself, and then you'll have it locked down in your own mind. 
say that I'm not lying to you. They're not making any of this stuff up. All right? Now, he said, like Sodom and Gomorrah. Keep that in mind as we go further down here in chapter 18. Brother Dave? Okay. Verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. Okay. There are Israelites here, folks. There are Israelites. This is God. Hey, we're not there. We've been gone. This is at the end. This, listen. Ecclesiastical Babylon is destroyed right in probably within the first five months after the first three and a half years, somewhere in that time period there, because the whore loses all her power, and the power is given to the beast, see, that sits in the temple of God, claiming himself to be God. And saying, talking about, and talking against the God of gods, and worshiping the God of forces whom his father knew not. Now, where's he doing that at? He's doing it where the two witnesses were preaching. Where were they preaching, Brother Dave? Um, in Sodom and Gomorrah. Where were Jerusalem. the two witnesses preaching? Jerusalem. That's correct. Where our Lord was crucified. That's where it says they're preaching. Yeah, that's Moses and Elijah, right? That's correct. And that's where they're preaching. Because remember the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet in the holy place, what the Lord says in Matthew 24. So that's after the first first three and a half years. That's after the first 42 months. Okay? So the... Ecclesiastical Babylon is history, per se, because the beast desires all the worship. The ten kings, and they all turn against her and rent her and eat her for what we read last night in chapter 17. And he takes ascendance above everything that is called God, sitting in the temple of God, claiming that he is God. And then he worships the God of forces himself, a God whom his fathers knew not. He's an Israelite, folks, probably from the tribe of Dan. He's a part Israelite, and he's probably from the tribe of Dan, and that's probably why Dan's not mentioned in the list of the tribes at the first part of the book. I mentioned it when we went through it. Ad nauseum, I've talked about it, but I'm not going to talk about it anymore tonight. Anyway, don't forget, don't forget, like Sodom and Gomorrah. And right here it says, come out of her, my people. That, those words, come out of her, my people. Guess how many times those words, exact words, are used in the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. Guess how many times they're used. Three. Wrong. Seven. Correct. Seven okay. times. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was one of the two, didn't you? Three or seven. <laughs> Next guess was 12. <laughs> <laughs> used seven times, folks. Check them out where they're mentioned. Paul uses them in Second Corinthians chapter 6. Second Corinthians chapter 6, Paul uses them. Talking about, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. 
here and here in the revelation of Jesus Christ, you get the admonition, come out from her, my people. So there are Israelites there, and the Lord don't lose a single one of them. It harkens back to Matthew chapter 13 about the shepherd and the, and the sheep that um, that one sheep was lost out of the hundred. Remember the ninety and nine, and the Lord didn't. Hey, he didn't come. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't get back to the sheepfold with ninety nine. No, he went after that one. I've told you he'd turn heaven and earth upside down for one individual saint. Amen. And he won't live. And out of the hundred and forty four thousand with a name on their forehead. Guess how many gets through and makes it through all the trouble? 144,000. Not missing a one. You see, it's the Lord's job to take care of his own. That's just like he told the Father in John 17. None of them have I lost. All right, except one, and he wasn't of God to start with. He was of his father, the devil. He was the son of perdition that went to his own place. It's the Lord's job to keep you. You can't keep yourself. You can, I'll say it again, you cannot keep yourself. Contrary to what the false teachers out there try to tell you, you can't keep yourself. Because if you could keep yourself, then why did the Lord die? Amen. You could keep yourself. It's a blaspheme against the Father to even insinuate that you could keep yourself. I'm talking about the bride, the elect, okay? I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about um, some of this other bunch, okay? Not talking about them. So you need to think about that. Before you go puffing your chest up thinking you went through the day without sinning, you know you're going to get in now because you've got all your sins confessed. Confessing your sin ain't got jack squat to do with heaven. Ain't got jack squat to do with being in the body. It's got all the jack squat to do with your reward and your inheritance and your fellowship with him. Can't get no plainer than First John chapter one unless you're you, you can't read plain English. Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her plagues, that you go not that you don't go to hell, and I have to throw you into the lake of fire. Is that what it says, David? No, it doesn't. I do have a question. Thank you. Come out of her, my people. So, in. Revelations chapter 17, we talked about the ecclesiastical Babylon. Mm -hmm. And this is the commercial Babylon then? More or less, Where God's yes. people are in? Yes. And or is it both? It's, it's probably a little bit of both, brother. Probably a little bit of both. But what you find out here is that the world loves commercial Babylon. Absolutely. The but, world, but they hate the ecclesiastical one, right? That's exactly that. The beast hates the woman in chapter 17. He hates her so, because so he's if, jealous. Oh, go ahead. Yes, sir. He's jealous. He wants, That's the reason they kill her. Just go go back over to 17 and read it again, brother. Let's get it. Okay. okay. What I was thinking of then, 
if this is the uh, both ecclesiastical, these people then may very well be Catholics. Very possible, brother. As, very, as a matter of fact, I've used it street preaching before. Hmm. I've used this very text, street preaching, to a bunch of Catholics before. Wow. Okay. Absolutely. So, I mean, you can use it spiritually um, to, to preach. You can use any verse spiritually to, to preach a sermon with. But doctrinally speaking, it's just Israelites. It's, it's some of God's people. Is who it is, and we after we we read last night in Amos chapter three, who his people are. We know that though we don't have to. It's some of the Judeo Christians. It's a little screwed in, screwed up in the head on that one. We know the, all the only family that God knew of all the families upon the earth. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. And amen. Yes. I guess go back over there and read in chapter seventeen about when they kill her. Okay. Keep it fresh in her minds All right. when they turn on her. The beast turns on her because the beast hates her guts. He can, because he can he will not share his he wants to be God. You you read the scripture where God will not share his glory with another. Well, this guy, this beast, will not share his glory with another either, and he sure ain't gonna share it with the pot-bellied liquor head. Okay, <laughs> he ain't. They're gonna kill her. She gonna burn, baby, burn. Revelations 17, verse 16. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. For God hath put in their hearts to fulfill his will, and to agree, and to give their kingdom unto the beast, until the words of God shall be fulfilled. Did y'all catch that little phrase? Who who put it in their hearts to do this? God yes, did. God. He's in control of everything. You know, d- d- I'm gonna I'm gonna depart for just a second because I think I need to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over this again. Some of you gonna get could probably throw up because I go over it so much, but I'm gonna do it anyway. This is what causes people to be atheists, folks. Little phrases like that. They read, a lot of atheists read the Word of God a lot closer than you do. Why why does God allow this to take place? Why doesn't he do it sooner? Why does he allow all the bloodshed, the sorrow, the tears, the starvation, the hunger, the persecution of his people, the 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 Denigration of his bride, the false ones claiming to be his people that are not. Why does he even allow this to go on? He's a holy and righteous God. If he's a, if he is love, and the Bible says God is love, well, in the atheist mind, that sure is a weak form of love. That's the reason that verse is so important that I keep telling you, if you ever, if it ever sinks in your soul, if it ever sinks in your heart, and you can line up your heart with Revelation 4.11 and accept it and love it and appreciate it and amen every bit of it, you will have, you will have gotten to a place that 99.999% of the rest of so-called believers have never reached. 
I say that, and I don't even flinch a bit, because I know it's true. I know it's true. You will never understand the mind of God. His ways are past finding out. Paul tells you that in Romans 11. Who had known the mind of the Lord? Nobody. But it tells you, gives you a hint in Revelation 4.11 that everything that's done, everything that's been created or will be created or whatever, all the demons, all the stuff, all that stuff is for his pleasure. You see why there's atheists now? See why people want to run try to change the English? They can't imagine something like that going on. There's no way you can understand in the natural mind. But if you can get close enough to where you can line up your love and likes with God's loves and likes and amen his actions, whether it be against you, your child, your mama, your daddy, your uncle, or you, you'll be closer than 99.9% of all the other believers. And that's where he wants you. Because that's total, sold-out servitude to him. And it's love. It's true love of God. And it's a hard place to get to, folks, especially if you've ever went through a whole bunch of stuff. To be able to say amen to your own suffering. And mean it, not for show. I'm talking about in your heart. Because one of these days, when the devil and the false prophets and all that bunch of demonic beings are thrown into the lake of fire, do you realize they're going to have to bow the knee and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father and say amen to their own destruction? Run around, run all around YouTube and talk to you and see if you'll get that one, Okay. That's not milk. That's heavy meat. He that hath an ear, let him hear. Continue on, Brother Dave. Verse 5. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her, double according to her works, in the cup which she hath filled Filled to her double. Everything that that whore has done, commercial or ecclesiastical, against God's people and God's saints and against God, she's going to receive. When I say she, it's going to be talking about a city shortly, okay? Cities are called her, all right? And I told you last night it was of my opinion that there would be a woman come on the scene. That's just my opinion. I'm not teaching that as doctrine. I'm just telling you I think that there's going to be a woman since everything is trying to shift back to a matriarchal society. and Everybody wants to talk about, 
O Mother Mary, full of grace, blessed be the fruit of the loom, or Astarte, or Diana, or any of the other goddesses. All this feminism, that's all it is, folks. And some of you women eat it up like ice cream and chocolate syrup. Want to be equal. Ain't nothing about you equal. Never has been, never will be. And the ones that realize it, accept it, and love God for it, they're the jewels. They're the Proverbs 31 women. Okay? And the ones that don't are a thorn in the father's side and a thorn in their husband's side. And I make no apologies for saying that at all because that's what the book bears out. Why didn't he choose? Uh, uh, why is it a harlot, see? Why couldn't he choose a man, a king? Huh? No, we had to associate it with a herd for a reason. And there ain't nothing meant to be mean about what I'm saying, folks. I'm just telling you the truth. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, folks, but the kisses of the enemy are deceitful. You need to memorize that verse out of Proverbs. Then you won't get mad at a lot of people for telling you the truth. Continue, brother. Verse 7. How much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I sit a queen and am no widow and shall see no sorrow. Oh, she's no widow. Brother Dave, what do you think about that verse? Brother Chad, what do you think about that verse? Look at it for a second. What do you think in the what in the world is she talking about? Uh, well, uh, Samaramis like had to have the Antichrist through some magic ritual, and is this talking about demonic, you know, beings being created by her? Mm, no. What do you think, Chad? Why would she say I'm no widow? Big deal. She's a whore. Yeah, yeah. Why would she say she's no widow? Oh, she was married. Mm. She's not a widow. Who else is called a widow in the Old Testament? Y'all think now. So you got to think the whole Bible. You just can't think about this. You can't just be focused in on this one verse. you got to think whole... Genesis to Revelation. Who else is called a widow in the Old Testament? Um, Israel. Bingo. Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So she's not of Israel. That's right. She's claiming not to be a widow. Shall see no sorrow. There's a lot here. I don't know all the answers. I'm trying to get the Spirit to speak through some of you. I'm trying to get some ideas from some of you. You see, folks, listen. 
Did somebody say something? Or is that just that echo I keep hearing? Echo. An echo, I believe. Okay. You do realize that God the Father city is Jerusalem. You do realize that the bride of Christ is new Jerusalem. You do get that, right? You do get that that place in Ezekiel, the last eight chapters, is of God. And you do get that the new Jerusalem is for the Lord Jesus Christ. You do get that, right? Yes. Both of them have a bride, see? Both of them have a bride. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And this woman, this whore, says, I am no widow. Hmm. This is one of the, this is one of the, I wasn't going to say anything, but this is where Brother Chuck got off, got, get some of his theology, get some of his idea about Jerusalem being part of this Babylonian cohorts right here because of this one verse right here. Because if you knew the Old Testament well enough, you'd understand what's being said. You'd understand that if a priest could not marry a widow or somebody that wasn't a virgin. Do you remember the Levitical law? Did you Do you remember that? Yes. Couldn't marry a widow or somebody that wasn't a virgin. Right. Hmm. See? So she's claiming not, this is claiming not to be a widow, which would in turn make you think might possible could be, oh, Jerusalem. Hey, I don't know. I'm just throwing this stuff out there, folks, right now. I don't know. It's just a weird statement. And it ties in with some of the stuff I just got through talking about. But you've got to look at you when you look at these when you look at this stuff, you've got to look at it in the context of the whole script, the whole story. That's the Gestalt way of teaching. That's the Gestalt way of learning. Verse eight, brother. We'll move on. Okay. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine. And she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. Okay. Strong is the Lord God who judges her. She's going to be burned with fire. Remember what I told you to keep in the back of your mind what it said about Sodom and Gomorrah? Yes. Do you remember when the two angels, the three folks come down to see Abraham? Two of them was an angel, one of them was the Lord. And yes. the two angels went on to talk to try to get Lot and his family out of. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Y'all remember that? Remember the story? Remember the angels kept trying to get him to come on. He said, well, let me go see if my son-in-law, blah, 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 blah. You remember what the angels told Lot? Do you remember the story well enough? Yes. They could not destroy could. the city till the righteous was gone out of it. Yes. Same here. Just thought I'd throw a little nugget in there. She's going to be burned like Sodom and Gomorrah. Come out of her, my people. Just think about it. The angels could not rain hell down on Sodom and Gomorrah till Lot was gone, till he was out. That's what they told him. If he hadn't left, he'd still be there. 
if he hadn't left, it, it would have still been, it would have still been there. The angels, I don't know what they'd have done. But they kept them. We can't do nothing till you, you're gone. And here the Lord says right before this burning business, come out of her, my people. Don't be a partake of her plagues. Continue, Brother Dave. Verse, um, verse 9. And the kings of the earth who have... Oh, sorry, verse 8. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. Okay. Is this wrong? Sounds like it. Might be. See, folks, there's something that, uh, especially of our persuasion, that I'm, I'm no brother Dave may be the exception. You don't realize how rich Rome is. There, there, in times gone by, you've heard me try to bring up. You need to read this book. You need to read that book, folks. I don't tell y'all that because I've read them and I think they're cool. I tell you that because it will enhance your understanding of the book, the book. This book, the most, probably the richest entity on the face of this plane we live on called Earth is the Catholic Church. See, y'all get all sidetracked with the Jew, all right? Because the Jews the one behind the money making blah, 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 blah. The rich Jews here, the rich Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, George Soles. Yeah, that's all true. But here's where your money's at. On the seven hills. Over 2,000, right at 2,000 years to accumulate the wealth. Read Abro Manhattan Vatican Billions. And that was written back in the 70s and 80s. And then come away and think about today. And then you might understand what I'm saying. Check it out. Don't you take my word for nothing. That's one rich hussy. Continue on, brother. And it said that all the kings and Merchants of the earth were made rich by her delicacies, Bingo. by her. That's right. So yep. they were getting the wealth from her. That's exactly right. Why do you suppose that every president, why do you suppose that every sheikh, imam, all the top dog religions always go kiss that pot belly liquorhead's feet? Why do you think that? If Donald Trump does it, I'm going to go to his his Facebook page and tell him he's a sellout. Every one of them does it. Why do they do it? Why don't they go to Rome? Why don't they go to Tel Aviv and do that with Benjamin Netanyahu? Huh? Come on. Flush your bias for a second thing. Why is it they go to the Pope? Why? Why did Adolf Hitler make a concordance with the Pope? You did know that, right? 
Yes. Well, I know you did, Dave. But I'm telling everybody out there. I knew okay. you did. Why did Adolf Hitler make a concordant with the Pope, huh? Why did Roosevelt and De Gaulle and Churchill? Why did they bow to the Pope, huh? Why it was all it was all a big mess, folks. That sap sucker has more power than you could possibly imagine. Not just physical wealth. We're fixing to find out some woo-woo power that's going on. And in the light of what's just come to light through WikiLeaks, ought to perk your spiritual ears up to where they got points on the end of them. Okay? Like Spock. Continue reading, Brother Dave. Okay. Verse 10. Standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth their merchandise any more. The merchant... The merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls and fine linens and purple and silk and scarlet and all fine wood and all manner vessels of ivory and all manner vessels of most precious wood and of brass and iron and marble and cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense. Stop, stop, Stop right there for just a second. Have you noticed... The two the categories of people that are doing all the lamenting. Number one are the kings. Number two are the merchants. And you're going to find it's the shippers. This is world commerce, folks. This is this is world commerce. This this is this is a place where world commerce. Where all distribution, it centers around this one place. That's why everybody thinks it's New York City with Wall Street. That's why they people have gone leaning toward it. I'm not saying it's not. Okay? I'm the, the ones that claim that Babylon's going to be rebuilt again, saying it'll be 30 or 40 years, and all the power that the Pope will wind up moving the Vatican back down to Shinar, because of Zechariah chapter five, we ain't read that yet, and that all the everything will shift back over there. Well, I don't think it can happen because Babylon doesn't sit close to where the Euphrates River is anymore. It's further away than it was. So I don't know about it. I'm I'm not buying that it's old Babylon going to be rebuilt. I'll just tell you my opinion, and this is my opinion. I'm not saying it's doctrine. I don't buy that it's old Babylon. I think the Lord has pulled a Houdini like he did with putting Israel in a land of their own and they'll never move again, Second Samuel 7.10, which all the expositors missed. And he's pulled a Houdini on them with his Babylon too. I believe that's why it's mystery Babylon, this commercial thing here. Could be New York. Brother Chuck may be right. It may be, but it may all wind up and be 
over in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. That'd be about right for the Zionist movement, wouldn't it? Don't know. Don't know. What do you think, Brother Day? Um, I think, you know, that you've mentioned this before, and sometimes when we're going over it, I tend to be myopic in the sense that I'm looking at it being one place where really it is a system that covers the earth and under the lordship of Lucifer, it's a one world government system. And you've noted before that the Vatican represents the religious aspect, London being the banking aspect, and Washington, and London, New York, it's basically the same thing. Thank you for bringing And Washington that. being the military aspect. Thank you for bringing that up because that's true. I was going to get to it a little bit later, but I'm glad you went ahead and brought it up now. See, folks, you need to think this. You need to pray about this, okay? Ain't nobody got this locked down. The whole with the the religious aspect of it, you can lock the the the, the reformers had that locked down, okay? She fits the bill in every way. There's not a way she don't fit the bill. One point six billion people claim to be Catholic. What's the population of the earth? Seven billion now, Brother Dave, Brother Chad, you know what the population is. Yeah, it's close to seven billion. Seven billion. Well, that was 1.6 billion. And when was that last, um, Brother Dave? When was the last count of the of Catholics? When, when was that? Do you know? No, have you sorry. checked it lately? No, I haven't lately. Neither have I. But that's a big chunk of folks. And now... The whore is encompassing the Muslims. Opening the door for the Muslims in the church. Putting the Pope, the papal blessing on all the, the ragheads coming in, killing and raping and pillaging. That wave out of the dragon's mouth. Adding them to the flock. How many billion of them are there? And then you got the mainline Protestants sucking up to the Pope. So you do. You'll have three different categories. You'll have a military arm, a financial arm, and a religious arm. The whole system. But this is a port. This is a port. This is a seaport. Because the ship... It's showing in the middle of a desert, okay? Continue, Brother Dave. Thanks for bringing that up this Sunday yes. instead of waiting till land. Go ahead. Okay. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth their merchandise anymore. The merchants, oh, sorry, I'll start at verse 13. And cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil, and fine flour, and wheat, and beasts, and sheep, and horses, and chariots, and slaves, and souls of men. Hey, you think he's dead? You think that, that, that God's just joking here? I thought, there ain't no thing to sing as a soul. <laughs> really? Oh, this is idiomatic, and this is just talk. No, we just mentioned slaves. Slaves are people. 
slaves are people. Souls, suke in the Greek. Okay? It's different than pneuma. And Brother Chad, what's that famous saying? Two things that are that are that are different are not the same. Amen. Amen. Not even don't even not even close. Soma, body. Suke, soul. Numa, spirit. Body, soul, spirit. Paul said, "I pray your whole spirit." soul, and body be preserved to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ said, Don't fear him that can kill the body, but him that could destroy both body and soul in hell. So all you no-solars, just go blow your nose or stick your head in a bucket of water three times and pull it out twice. Continue on, Brother Dave. Here's a, an interesting aspect. Before we got on the air tonight, I was looking at souls, the context of every time it was used. And this is preliminary, so it's not entirely conclusive, but it it's, appears to me that when souls were used, it you know, it was always in used in reference to people who were white men, generally Israelites, and that you know, like Jacob had 36 souls with him. Mm-hmm. He did and let, well, go I ahead. couldn't find a reference of any other group of people being called the souls. Did you and check? It, did you take? Did you check Nineveh? Oh, uh, they're white people. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But the bees also yeah. repented and put on sackcloth and ashes. Yes. <laughs> and that, they the ain't bees. talking about cows and horses either. Yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> were the bees called souls? That's right. That's that, No, no, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I agree with you. All right, yeah, okay. Now let me explain to you folks why the confusion about the soul business in the Old Testament, okay? Brother Chad, this ought to make his ears perk up, but he's going to get it right off the bat. And Brother Dave should, too, as well. The reason there's, it sounds synonymous of life and soul being, or a living soul being just a person, is because the soul was stuck to the body in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament. That's why the that's why the Lord instituted circumcision as a type of what was going to happen in the new covenant with the spiritual circumcision that cut loose the soul and spirit from the body and the body of the sins of the flesh. Colossians chapter two. It's what I've been teaching you guys for four years. That's why it's so confusing. That's why people make the the mistake that they make. They do away, once you do away and allegorize one of the most important chapters in the Word in the New Testament, which is Luke chapter 16, once you go hollering parables, when it's not a parable, once you do that, you lose the reference to what I just told you. You don't understand what it's talking about. And the uh, once you once you throw away the witch of Endor and what she did, calling up Samuel, saying that was a figment of imagination or whatever they say, you lose the importance of spiritual circumcision in the new covenant 
and you lose, you because if you lose that importance, you'll never get a complete grip on eternal security. You'll never understand how a flesh and blood person can sin and still be sinless. You understand that now, don't you, Brother Chad? Yes. Brother Dave, you got it too, don't you? Hello? Brother oh, Dave. yes, I understand it, yes. Yes. I had the mute on, sorry. Oh, you guys in that mute, I'm telling you. <laughs> anyway, they're dealing in the souls of man. Chapter 13, Ezekiel. Brother Chad, I want you to start. This whole chapter has got to do with magic, folks. Okay? It's got to do with what people don't believe. I wonder why they burned people for being witches if it was nothing to it. I wonder why it was an abomination and necromancers, that's by the way, that's calling the dead back to life, calling up dead spirits. I wonder if it was, why would God burn somebody to death, kill them, immediate death, if there was, if it was just ha ha ha, laughable Disneyland fairy tale. Hmm? Well, I'm fixing to show you some women Israelites that switched out souls. I don't understand all of this, okay? But I'm just going to get Brother Chad to read it. And when you when you got time, pull up your Strong's Concordance and run the references on these words. You can start in about verse 6, brother, and read down through about verse 10 or 12, okay? Yes. They can read the whole chapter if, if they're interested enough in it. Sure, Ezekiel chapter 13, verse 6. They have seen vanity and lying divination, saying, The Lord saith, and the Lord hath not sent them. And they have made others to hope that they would confirm the word. Have ye not seen a vain vision, and have ye not spoken a lying divination, whereas ye say, The Lord saith it, albeit I have not spoken? You do know what divination is, don't you, folks? You do know what divining is. Divination, continue on, brother. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, because ye have spoken vanity and seen lies, therefore, behold, I am against you, saith the Lord God. And mine hand shall be upon the prophets that see vanity and that divine lies. They shall not be in the assembly of my people. Watch it when he gets to verse 8 now. Go ahead, brother. Neither shall they be written in the writing of the house of Israel. Neither shall they enter into the land of Israel, and ye shall know that I am the Lord God. Because, even because they have seduced my people, saying, Peace, and there was no peace, and one built up a wall, and lo, others daubed it with, untemper with untempered mortar, say unto them which daub it with untempered mortar, that it shall fall. There shall be an overflowing shower, and ye, O great hailstones, shall fall, and a stormy wind shall rend it. Remember, this is divination going on, folks, and we're fixing to get to the heart of the matter with these women. Continue on, Brother Chad. Lo, when the wall is fallen, shall it not be said unto you, Where is the daubing wherewith ye have daubed it? Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I will even rend it with a stormy wind in my fury, and there shall be an overflowing shower in mine anger. 
Brother Dave, turn to Isaiah 26 while he's reading. Okay. Go ahead, Brother Chad. And great hailstones in my fury to consume it. So will I break down the wall that ye have daubed with untempered mortar and bring it down to the ground so that the foundation thereof shall be discovered and it shall fall and ye shall be consumed in the midst thereof and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Thus will I accomplish my wrath upon the wall and upon them that have daubed it with untempered mortar. Check out that untempered mortar, folks. Just check it out. Go ahead, brother. And will say unto you, the wall is no more, neither they that daubed it. To wit, the prophets of Israel, which prophesy concerning Jerusalem, and which see visions of peace for her. And there is no peace, saith the Lord God. Likewise, thou son of man, set thy face against the daughters of thy people. Here it comes which prophesy out of their own heart, and prophesy thou against me, and, and prophesy thou against them, and say, thus saith the Lord God, woe to the woman that sow pillows to all armholes. Okay, folks, the, the English, I must admit, the English here does not do the, this justice. You need to look this up. Yes, this is Brother Don saying this. Because it's talking about magical bands. Now, I want you to watch what is done with these magical bands, these kerchiefs, these pillows. Continue on, brother. Woe to the women that sew pillows to all armholes and make kerchiefs upon the head of every stature to hunt souls. To hunt souls. Continue, brother. Will ye hunt the souls of my people? And will ye save the souls alive that come unto you? Oh, save the souls alive that come unto these witches. That's what they are. They're diviners, folks. And it ain't talking about just old Tom and Dick and Harry coming along, strolling up. Watch what he says. Watch what, watch what the Lord says. Go ahead. And will ye pollute me among my people for handfuls of barley and for pieces of bread to slay the souls that should not die and to save the souls alive that should not live? You've got some souls there that should live, but they're being transferred for souls that should not live, but she's bringing them to life. I'm just giving you the skivvy on what's being said there. And I'll show you another place in the scripture this about this talk, where Isaiah talks about the same kind of stuff. Go ahead, brother. By your lying to my people that hear your lies. Wherefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against your pillows, wherewith ye there hunt the souls to make them fly. Make the souls to fly. Oh, you think Tom, Dick, and Harry sprouting wings? Is that what you think? This is metaphorical. This is just a blah, 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 blah. Go ahead, brother. And I will tear them from your arms and will let the souls go, even the souls that ye hunt to make them fly. These bands harnessed the souls of people, folks. During the time this was going on, there was a place where souls resided under the earth. Okay? They did not go 
absent from the body and present with the Lord. The Lord took all those souls with him when he led captivity captive, went down into the center of the earth, like it tells you in the book of Ephesians. Where did he go in the center of the earth? That what all the, bless their sweet idiot hearts, called parable Abraham's bosom. And this witch, this necromancer, is making some kind of bands that have that transfers live souls. It may take the souls that's supposed to stay dead and bring them back to life. That's what's going on. Now, if you go and spend about two or three hours and run references and research and study, you'll find out what I'm telling you is true. I even heard a mainstream, I've done told you folks this before. This is not the first time I've brought this up in the last four years. Matter of fact, I've probably been over it two or three times, but I hadn't been as poignant about it as that I'm being right now because that habitation of all the devils and everything, back in 18, this woman is dealing with the souls of men. She de- they're, tra- they're dealing with souls. And after everything that has come to light, with all the spirit cooking, all the stuff, all the demonic, corporate, satanic worship, the ritual magic that's going on today in modern Western civilization where all that stuff is fairy tale. There's nothing new under the sun, folks. Amen, amen. There's nothing new under the sun. This book is just as up-to-date today as it was the day is written. If you've got enough spiritual insight to look around you with spiritual eyes and enough gumption and love for the Lord to study his book and just absolutely accept what you find out instead of what that just, I just, I just don't believe that. Continue, Brother Chet. Your kerchiefs also will I tear and deliver my people out of your hand, and they shall be no more in your hand to be hunted, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, amen. let's go. Let's all go to Isaiah 26 now. And does is anybody in the chat room, does any of y'all use crosswalk? Does any of y'all, do any of you have crosswalk in your favorites where um, it, where it, it, it's got every Bible version, crosswalk has every Bible version, you just click a little thing and it'll, it'll, it'll give you every Bible version that's on the market, or it used to, I don't know if it still does or not. But I, I don't think the Dewey Reams, you can click on in, in the Blue Letter Bible, I don't know if the Dewey Reams is in there or not. Is it, is it Brother Ted? No, it's Ed? not. I didn't, think uh-huh. it, I didn't think it was. But bro, down in chapter 26 of Isaiah, you're going to find out, Isaiah's going to mention the same goings on. He's going to talk about, he's going to say, um, in, the English, in our English Bible, he's going to talk about these shows shall not live, these dead folks shall not live. It's talking about the same thing that it's talking about that these women are, these Israelite witch women are doing back in Ezekiel 13. And it's just start around verse 12, brother, and start reading. Okay, Isaiah 26, verse 13. O Lord our God, other lords besides thee have had dominion over us, but by thee only will we make mention of thy name. 
Other lords have had dominion over us. Now, let's see about these other lords' souls. Go ahead, brother. They are dead. They shall not live. They are deceased. They shall not rise. Therefore hast thou visited and destroyed them and made all their memory to perish. Thou hast increased the nation, O Lord. Thou hast increased the nation. Thou art glorified. Thou hast removed it far unto all the ends of the earth. And just just so you don't think he's talking about resurrection, Brother Dave, keep on reading. Lord, in trouble have they visited thee. They poured out a prayer when thy chastening was upon them. Like as a woman with child that draweth near the time of her delivery is in pain and crieth out in her pains. So have we been in thy sight, O Lord. We have been with child. We have been in pain. We have, as it were, brought forth wind. We have not wrought any deliverance in the earth, neither have the inhabitants of the world fallen. Thy dead men shall live. Together with my dead body shall they arise. Awake and sing, ye that dwell in the dust, for thy dew is as the dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. Just in, case you, just in case you didn't think that it was context was resurrection. Go ahead, Brother Dave. Finish it on out. Come, my people. Enter thou into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. Now, that's that one of those verses I told you about protection during the time of trouble, during the bad time of trouble that's coming. Go ahead, brother. For, behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. Just in case you thought the context wasn't the day of the Lord in the end times, just warned him to finish it out. Back to Revelation, brother. Yes. Folks, study that out. Don't get involved with it. Okay? Don't get all heebie-jeebie. That's the reason I don't really like to talk about that kind of stuff. I know it's real. Okay? I don't have faith that that stuff's real. I know it's real. That's why I don't like to talk about it that much. There's a bunch more folks all over this world that know it's real too. And Walt Disney has you thinking it's all fairy tales. God thought it was real enough to kill folks over and write about it and condemn folks for it. You think people bowed down and worshipped a stick or a stump or a rock for nothing? Are you that are you, are you that naive? Are you that brain dead, spiritually speaking, to think that people went around bowing down to statues and stuff and nothing ever happened? Really? You really think that? <laughs> I thought you were smart. 
better pray about that one. Back to Revelation. Yes, uh, verse 14. I, I was thinking about this just as you were talking, and I was thinking about this whore that sits as a queen that is endued with all this magical, this demonic power, and whose system is the home of every spirit and hateful bird and every being is well aware of all the magic and demonic ways and powers of doing things. And I was thinking of the Catholic people in particular, but it doesn't just apply to them. These people are held in this religious bondage. Amen. Their soul just totally blinded, totally captured by this horror. And they can't see the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ if if they had to cross the road, you know, to get a million dollars. They just can't see it for anything. The whore has their soul captured. Amen, brother. The, see, the whore offers them something to see with their eyes. The whore offers them a St. Christopher or a statue of St. John the Baptist. Yes. Or to see, that's the difference in faith. And something that's not, there is no faith involved in any of that. And that's people tend, the natural man tends to gravitate toward what he can touch, taste, feel, see, and hear. Do you understand that? Where faith is absolutely contrary to that. Got it? Continue on, on, Brother Dave. And the fruits that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee. And all things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee. And thou shalt find them no more at all. The merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar off for fear of her torment, weeping and wailing. Now, I guess the Jews, this, folks, corporate, Corporatism, money-loving, Jew-run corporations, the bankers, London, the bankers, the Rothschilds, all that stuff is going to get double. They're going, they're going to absolutely collapse. The Lord is going to judge corporate sin because that one little simple verse that I can quote 50 million times and you could stay with that one verse and you could if you stayed with it you could run down the evils and troubles all across this plane that one simple little verse the love of money is the root of all all evil Have you got, does your spiritual senses branch out anywhere other than black and white on a white piece of paper, on black letters on a white piece of paper? Can you, does your spiritual mind extrapolate out spiritually what that verse means? It didn't, it, it, hey, and it ain't all kinds of evil either, like the new versions say. It's all evil. You can locate it. Keep on hope. Follow the money. Come on, folks. Even the world knows it. 
Why do you think it's so hard to reach in that back pocket and tie to something you can't see? Huh? Why do you think? But see, you have to overcome that to obey God. I remember Doc said that there's an easy, well, I'm not going to go into it. I don't like to talk about that stuff. But it's so true. You can tell so much about people by that wallet. You just you just can do it. And if I was Dr. Gene Scott, Chad, I could start raving, couldn't I? Amen, amen. <laughs> he had it down. He had it down to a T, man. <laughs> he could be everybody over the cold. But I ain't that way. I ain't that way. I don't do that. I do this for God. I do that for God. Yeah, but you don't do the other for God, do you? <laughs> Even though he... Well, I'm nothing. Anyway, we'll go ahead and stop here for tonight, brother. Any questions in the chat room? All quiet. Would be, too. <laughs> oh, man. I know I remember when I got to work, get, get confronted with all this stuff back in my early Christian life. That's why I know it's true, folks. I've been a Christian going on for, let's see, my goodness, we're, we're closing in on 45 years. I know, that's the reason I know stuff I'm telling you is true. I've seen it all. I've been through it myself, had the same hang-ups, had the, some of the same problems. Had to overcome some of the same things. Oh, but you're more righteous, huh? You don't have those problems, right? You've done a thing, correct? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. David, do you want to add anything, Brother Chad? I have a question about Revelations 18.7. Yeah. You, brother. How, yeah, I'll read it. How much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her, for she saith in her heart, I sit a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. This yeah. part about I sit a queen yeah. doesn't seem to indicate to me anything to do with Jerusalem, although the widow part could. Yeah. But I don't see the the queen part. I know. Well, you know, the one that shows up is going to claim to be the Messiah, brother. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. He's going to claim he's got a bride. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's no telling. I don't know. Like I said, I don't understand all this. Nobody else does either. They speak to you. You can find as many opinions on this stuff as... as there are liver Carter's liver pills. Probably y'all don't even know what that is up north, but I, do you know what? I do. Oh yeah, they used to have, <laughs> when I was a boy. They had them advertised. <laughs> yeah, Carter's little liver pills, brother Tony. He's got a grin on his face right now. He hears that. <laughs> any questions, guys? You see any questions? Although, yeah, the queen, you know. Um, Israel did worship the queen, you know, like obviously the Catholic Church has the Queen Mary, and actually they reverence her, and 
you know that video I just sent you a little while ago it's three minutes long where um they declare Lucifer as God that's wild stuff yeah and, and they yeah. also declare Mary as God in other places Mary yes. is really Lucifer right yeah absolutely and her hermaphroditic they bet they bait with that's the reason he has no desire of women <laughs> yes in Daniel 11 no desire for women Hermaphroditic, absolutely. And the Israelites baked their cakes to the Queen of Heaven. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah the chapter 10. Yeah, made their little cakes in the image That's of right. the child, yep. mother and child too. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, if, Brother Chad, you got anything? Well, this this witchcraft thing, it's, it's a big deal. Oh, yes, I mean, this ought to fire everybody's interest up to know that what you thought was a bunch of junk, what you thought was was, uh, Walt Disney stuff was fairy tale. Ain't nothing fairy tale about it, folks. Ain't fairy tale. When you you get into, like, like the more you you study and then when you start to look outside and you look at those Botaskis, and it's usually, like, uh, women-based, you know, there's a lot of those women pushing their, their, the ones that are doing all the medium it's stuff. All, like, it is matriarchal-based, absolutely. That's which was why. what happened with, with Samuel there when Saul went to get Sam, yes. or was it, Saul brought Samuel up, right, with the, from the woman. Yep, he went to the witch of Endor. The witch of Endor, and it's always these women, and yes. they're out there, and they're promoting this stuff, and then he mm-hmm. went, and, and it's so easy, and like, I mean, the, the Catholic Church has it to, a, to, a, to, a, to a, an art, like I mean, they get you. They get those people worshiping uh, witchcraft and doing witchcraft just naturally. But then, when the ones that are really deceived, the ones that that are leaning toward that that feel Christ knock, they hear him knocking and and pulling, and and then they they're they're so there's something so witchy and so incredibly tugging and and powerful about that witchcraft, like you said. You're not gonna you're not gonna murder your baby and put him on a statue if you're not getting results. Yes. Right. And this is it's stuff. It we don't want to understand it, but there's it's there. It's, it's, there. it's like if you're like well, if I don't believe it, it won't affect me. No, it's happening right now. Like yeah, at this moment. Right. This, at this moment, absolutely. Less than a block true. from me, I guarantee it. Probably is, brother. Yeah. Probably it's happening in our nation's capital down here as well. Yeah, it's going on. Like everywhere. I said, with those WikiLeaks, when those WikiLeaks revelations ought to perk everybody's ears up. Folks, do you really think, stop and think about this. See, I try, I break it down so simple that, that somebody with a 65 IQ could get. I try to get it that low. Do you really think that all those people, bowed down to idols and kill their kids for nothing. Do you really think that? That they just kept on doing it for nothing. That they didn't get some reward in return. That there wasn't some reciprocal something in return. Have you stopped to think about that? It's real, folks. And it's it's just blatant everywhere today. It's running rampant. The alien business is tied in with it. The whole shooting match 
It's from every direction. The God of this world is hitting, is hitting the true believers from every direction, sweeping up souls right and left, dragging them away from the true word of God, dragging them away from true Bible-believing teachers and preachers uh, continuously. There, and I'm, I'm going to say this, and I'm not going to say no more about it. Okay? There's something. I don't know what it is. It's not just out of, of pride. That, that's, the big, that's the big deal. I know that's the kingpin sin. There's something about souls that we don't understand. Okay? Satan understands it. The Nakash understands it. Lucifer understands it. Hasatan, whatever, H.R. Puffin stuff, whatever you want to call the God of this world, understands it. There's something about souls. That there's some kind of something or another there. I don't know what it is. It's got something to do with life. That's why it got mixed up in the old under the old covenant so bad. That's why so many of these 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 ignorant teachers try to teach there's no such thing as as separation of soul and the and the flesh. There's a reason for that blinded. There's something there. I don't know what it is. But there's something more there than just eternal life, blah, blah, this, that, and that, what we see in the Scriptures. I, I, that's all I'm going to say. I know there is. I've never, the Holy Spirit's never given me any light on it other than to know that there's something there. Why don't say you let the world, you know, do whatever they want to do and just take care of him and his own, him and his third of the angels that fell? Why? Why don't he just leave it alone? Why is he after every soul he can get? Why? 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 Is it just his animosity toward the Father? Is that it? I thought he was wiser than Daniel. Seemed like if he was wiser than Daniel and I had all those smarts, you just leave it alone and go. Hop on the hop on the moon if it even know if it's a physical thing, and just sit there and let everything play out. Make the book make the book out alive. His singleness of purpose is one of the most phenomenal questions ever asked. The human mind can't can't get a grip on it, but I'm telling you, got something to do with souls. Yes, and um. In Genesis, we see that there were two atoms created, and the first atom, there's no mention of a soul. That's right, but there's not. But we are told that the first atom became a living, a living soul. soul. Amen. Yes. It all took place with God's breath. And that's what I was going to mention. Yes, exactly. That the pneuma of God was breathed into the atom who had the surname Adam with a capital A, uh, not surname, his first name being Adam with Amen. a capital A. Amen. There's a difference there, folks. Yes. You have to dig a little bit to find it. Brother Dave's got a good work on it, in case you want to go read it. Got a good work on it. But if there's no questions, we'll, we've been on probably two hours already, so we'll go ahead and shut her down for tonight. And Lord willing, we will um, We'll probably go back and hit Isaiah I forget what chapter, chapter 7 we're in now, Brother Dave, Brother Chad. you remember what chapter we're in Isaiah now? Yeah, um, wasn't it chapter 7? It was, yeah, we definitely we were in Isaiah 6. Oh, hold on. 
I think we finished six. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah. So we'll we'll get it. We'll hit Isaiah chapter seven this coming Friday night. And if you would, Brother Dave, go ahead and dismiss us in a word of prayer. Okay. Father, in Jesus' name, we give you thanks for this evening. We thank you for the unveiling of the mysteries and the unveiling of the revealing of Jesus Christ to us. We thank you, Lord, that as we pray and seek you and ask you to help us to understand your word more that you would send the Holy Spirit who's in us to teach us and to bring revealing to us that would help us to glorify the Lord Jesus, which appears to be this is the last time, the last days is now, and that this could be the last of the last days. And it's so important that we have a clear understanding that we could help Keep your people from falling into deep sin, that we could draw those who are being called to our brothers and sisters who don't know they're our brothers and sisters yet because they haven't made a decision, but it's already been determined and their names are already written in the Lamb's Book of Life, so it'll happen, and I believe it. And Lord, I pray that we could be used by you to bring about these things that we could call those who are yet to be called and that you could use us it's the holy spirit it's the father who calls and the holy spirit who does the work but you use a a preacher or someone who's sharing lord and we pray that you would use us and that you would help us to set them on a firm foundation there's so much confusion and so much evil and so much lies and so many devils and so many people with devils preaching the word and deceiving your people and causing them to go off the narrow way into the broad way of the world for the love of money and pride. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you could use us to prevent that, that your children, those who are called by your name, that you could help us, Lord, to be used by you to lead them on the right path and to call them in. And I pray for your people who are listening tonight, Lord, that you would meet all their needs, that you would grant them healing in their bodies, that you would help them, Lord, to have understanding in the conflicts where they are. And I know that you use conflicts to bring about change in us. And the quicker we learn, the less there has to be. So, Father, I pray that we could learn quickly from discipline from chastening and lord i pray that we as we learn quickly that we apply these these lessons in our life and we bring about change and it helps others as well as ourselves and glorifies you lord jesus and i pray that all of us are going through these things and i know that sometimes it seems to be daunting and not bearing fruit and just bringing turmoil and conflict and trial upon trial and darkness and almost where there's not even much faith left. It's just constant. And yet, Lord, we know that at this is just a season. This is just a trial. This is just a short time and it'll be over and Afterwards, it'll yield the peaceful fruit of righteousness in us. So we yield ourselves and we pray, Lord, show us how we can 
you on these things. And I pray all this in the name of Jesus, so be it. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Amen. You guys give me a call if you get a chance this week, okay? Brother oh, yes. yes. Brother Dave? Yes, yes. Good night, everyone. Good job, Brother Chad, Brother Dave, and Brother Kevin. I appreciate you guys being there in the chat room tonight. Uh, I think I saw some question in the chat room, if I'm not mistaken, mentioning Dr. Rutman. Did I see that, Brother Chad? You know what? Uh, my my chat room must have froze. Do you see anything, Brother Dave? Um, not yet. No, no. There was only one question, and it was, I think, right at the beginning or right before we started the program. And I think it's Brother David in Tennessee, but it may not be. It says guest three um, asks, could someone ask Roll if he knows the Dutch? song maybe anthem about biblical reuben biblical reuben oh okay i think i think he may do it i'm not sure i think he might know it but anyway good job guys love you and uh lord willing i'll talk to y'all later on this week amen good night everyone you want me to give contact oh yes yes go ahead and do that brother forgot about okay that. a contact information for don spears ministry telephone number is Three three four three nine seven two three three three. The email address is also the PayPal account for Pastor Don, and you can exercise your faith and bless the Lord Jesus Christ by giving to Pastor Don, and the Lord will reward you and meet your needs. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. The PayPal account. And email address for Pastor Don is respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. Again, that's respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. The mailing address is 3155 Louisville Street, apartment D1, Clile, Alabama. Zip. Three six zero one seven three six zero one seven. And thanks for listening, everyone. And before, before y'all leave, I want to give y'all just a, a little quick, short word of testimony. On one side of my family, there was, as I was growing up, on my mother's cousin's side, on my mother's side of the family, there was a lot of, now I want you to listen to me closely. There was a lot of Celtic, Irish, biblical divination that went on on one side of our family. We came out of the Appalachians, the O'Darties did, and settled in Alabama. And I just wanted to show you one verse of scripture that was used. I've, I've had it used on me. I've, I've given this testimony before. And uh, I'm not I'm not recommending it, but I'm just going to tell you. Dr. Rutman uh, told the students in Bible school, so I will tell y'all. I knew about it prior, before I ever went to Bible school. But if you will, turn to Ezekiel chapter 16. I'm going to show you a little Celtic, Appalachian, Irish, biblical divination. All right? And I, God forgive me if this is the wrong thing to do, but
but I'm going to do it anyway because I want. I, I, the reason I say I know this stuff is true is because I know, I know, I know it's true. I've seen it with my own eyes and had it done on me, my own body. I know it's true. I've given the testimony before. But in Ezekiel chapter 16, I'm just going to give you the verse, and that's all I'm going to do. You can look it up yourself, and you, if you if you want to go that direction, it's up to you. You're free, white, and 21. Brother Dave or Brother Chad, read Ezekiel 16, verse 6. Okay, brother? Okay. And when I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thine own blood, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. Yea, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. Okay. Now you say, what in the world has that got to do with the price of eggs in China? I can tell you right now that that stops bleeding, and it also stops burning if you've been burnt severely. That's all I'll tell you. I don't, it's some, hey, just telling you, I, I've, it's been done. I've seen it work buku times. Just thought I'd tell you. I have no, that word is living, folks, is all I'll tell you. I don't know if it was forbidden by God. I don't even know how it was ever found out myself. I have no idea how anybody could have found out that. But I've seen blood stopped by quoting that verse, and I have been burned myself with a acetylene torch across three fingers, tying uh, rebar, and had a, a torch burn three of my fingers to the bone. With a and had my cousin on my mother's side of the family quote that verse with his breath over my fingers, and you can't tell where I was ever burned. I know the stuff's real, folks. Okay, you couldn't make me believe it wasn't real with a make don't believe machine if there's such a thing. Okay, I'm just telling you, and I'm I'm telling you that to put emphasis on you better start paying attention to what's going on around you. Just tie that in with what I taught last night, and you'll understand a little bit more about what I'm saying. All right, folks. That will probably be it for tonight. Love you guys, and we will see you, Lord willing, and health permitting, this coming Friday night. Good night, Brother Dave and Brother Chad. Good night, good night brother. Good night, Brother Kevin, and good night, chat room. Amen. Good night, all.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.